Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option if you're doing fertility or IVF can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to ViaHemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I say? Look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Yeah. that you hear every day hey phrase what's the phrase that you hear every day hey phrase what's the phrase that you hear every day perhaps hey, you remember this that video hear? that went viral with over 20 million views i was the youngest of 10 kids one of the memories was our biological father holding a gun to our head and saying which kid do you want to shoot first and they would laugh so the abuse was bad it was bad not only physical but sexual abuse and then my parents died that's the voice of rob Shear, who you may have seen on ellen or on that upworthy video rob impacted the nation when he came out and told his story of incredible sexual abuse and then being sort of lost in the foster care system until he was 18 uh, Rob also started Comfort Cases, which is an organization in Maryland, but works with states nationwide. And Comfort Cases is literally a case that kids can carry a suitcase, a duffel bag. So when they go from foster care, perhaps back to their their biological parents or forever home, they're not carrying their stuff in a trash bag because believe it or not, that was happening up until very recently. 
So Rob has been on these shows, but he's never talked in depth about the incredible abuse that he experienced and then overcame. And that's why he's doing this three-part series with me on the Hey Fresh podcast. I am honored to call Rob a friend, and I hope his story of true tragedy inspires you that no matter what you've been through in your life, we can always overcome. And we don't have to turn to things like addiction, prostitution, and other things that, of course, happen when you're so emotionally scarred. I hope you enjoy this interview. You can always email me, Sarah at HeyFrage.com. Rob Shear, I'm so excited that you're here. I'm so excited to be with you. You're a celebrity to me, by the way. <laughs> See, you're a celebrity to me. See, you're such a celebrity to me, and I tell that to people all the time. Do you know who my friend is? <laughs> I adore you. I'm so happy that we met and now we are friends and it is, isn't it a crazy world? I mean, it is you, this interview I've been so excited about because you are beyond inspiring. You are, I mean, Rob, every day you don't even realize, I mean, I think you do. You have such a great sense of yourself. Times that I just stop and go, wow. You know, wow. You know, I, I called my husband today because I wanted him to be the first one to know about DSW. And I, and I said, look where we are. And he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, look at this journey. And, and you know, it's been amazing. It's amazing. And it's not over. And it's just beginning. I, I really feel it's just beginning. Just beginning. I mean, your fame only has just come out and really just been Months. popular in the past. Yeah. When was that Upworthy video? Upworthy, Upworthy aired in February. So it actually aired. Of 2017? Of, yeah. So it <gasps> It aired on it aired on February the seventh. Oh hell yeah! Uh, Please, the roller coaster just started. Yeah, it just started. So and you did find out this amazing news from DSW, right? This yes, morning. I did like, right this morning. Before. I did. I, I found this out this morning that DSW called and said. By the way, congratulations. You guys won the $75,000. Comfort Cases, which we'll get into, is your organization that helps give kids a backpack, uh, you know, a bag, something legit to bring with them when they are in the foster care system. And DSW Shoes has been running this campaign to a give a charity, $75,000. Exactly, exactly. So what happens is DSW chose 11 charities. Um, and first of all, what an honor to be chosen. I mean, yeah. we were up against charities that have had an establishment for years and so all over the country and so for DSW to even contact us and say congratulations you're part of this this campaign that we're doing about you know DSW cares and gives back um, you know it, uh, that was an honor we won right there and so then the campaign started and the votes started coming in and I 5, voted 000, by the way 10,000 <laughs> votes 15,000 votes day three we were at 28,000 votes people were sharing and liking our post and talking about foster care and then last night at 11:50, we had roughly about 60 8,000 votes and the second person had wow. 67,500 and at the end of the day we actually won and yes! we won $75,000 and for a charity that is 100% volunteer and that you know we have no corporate sponsors that's a huge amount of money for us enormous enormous, enormous. um you and i recently had coffee and i i really in thinking about this interview i want people and you're so open and vulnerable about your story and i thought today we could go into really a lot more detail some of that that you had shared with me because you are a you're just a triumphant story of overcoming some of the worst things that could possibly happen to a person and then 
turning those things into good every single day. And so we had coffee, and you were telling me a little bit about your childhood, where it all yeah, kind of started. You know, first, I have to say that you know we all have a story. Yeah. Every single one of us, and my story is not much different. It's just the avenue that I happen to have to go down. So as a kid, uh, you know, my mom had been married six times. She had ten children. We lived in and out of shelters or with this aunt or that aunt. Um, I had more uncles than I ever could imagine. Come to find out they were never uncles. They were just boyfriends or whoever she was shacking up with that particular time. And where did you grow up? In Virginia? So I actually grew up in the Carolinas. So we started Mm. my... I was born in Richmond, Virginia, but we started our journey in North Carolina um, as a little boy. Um, But we were constantly up into Virginia and to Manassas and to to the Maryland area because that's where we had relatives that were living. Aunts and uncles and cousins and stuff. But my father was really abusive. And we're talking abuse that um, no child should ever witness, much less go through, um, you know, cigarettes out on my leg, um, holding guns to our heads and laughing and saying, who do we want to shoot first? Because, you know, that was funny because they had been drinking or doing whatever drug it was. And it it was really hard. The You know, um, the sexual abuse from my own father where my mother would, um, he would yell out, he would be in the shower and he would yell out, you know, Francis, you know, come and bring me Robert Terry, my, my full name, he would yell out and I would start crying and my mother would say, you know, stop crying because you know it's only going to be harder if you cry. Ugh. And she would open up the bathroom door and hand me to him, Ugh. knowing what was happening behind that door. But again, I loved her. I loved her because she was my mother. And so you grew up physical abuse, and did your father sexually abuse you and all and your my siblings? Sisters. Yes. And your sisters, and my sisters. So, so by the time wow. that I came around, um, most of the kids were out of the house. They had either gone to foster care, um, they had gone to live with a cousin or aunt or uh, their dad, um, and there was only left my two sisters and I. Um, and so the weird part is, is for years I didn't realize that there were other siblings. Um, wow. And and so I think I was probably around five when I realized I had brothers that were, and I was the baby of these kid of all the kids. And so um, we would come up to Maryland and we would go to so-and-so's house and all of a sudden, you know, some teenage boy would be there and it would be, Hey, that's your brother. And, you know, and so, so yeah, um, it, it was definitely, again, it was, you know, talking about living out of a trash bag. I mean, we lived out of cars and trash bags. And This is under your parents' care. So this was before you even went in. This is before anything. Um, So both of them were were alcoholic, drug addicts? So I I don't know if I would say my mother was an alcoholic. I think my mother um, was, you know, I think she was bipolar. I think she was a manic depressant. I think she she would take every prescription pill there was. Um, And I remember her, she would drink with my dad. My father, he was a full-blown alcoholic. Um, And he reeked, and to this day, I'm 50 years old. And I can still smell that smoke smell on him and the musk of the liquor from his lips. And I will never get rid of that sense of smell from that and so um it was rough it was really rough so when you're growing up you know you uh, when we had coffee you were saying i think 
I don't know if you recall, I guess it was about four or five years old when you remember it being sexually abused, right? Yeah, yeah. And that continued for several years? Yeah, that continued on until I was about eight. And what happened when I was eight, um, finally he had beat her so bad, you know, mind you. Your mother. Had, my mother, I watched her arm be broken. I mean, it was a constant beating. If he wasn't beating us, he was beating her. And finally, um, she left him, but she left us. Wow. With him. And wow. um, it was really bad. I mean, the worst ever. And I was, like I said, I was about eight years old. Um, I never thought she was going to come back. And one day I was in the front yard and a car pulled up and she was in it. And she said, go inside and get your sister. We're leaving now. And it just so happened that my dad had, was having my sister pack our stuff because he was gonna take us to an orphanage. And he didn't want us anymore. And my mom had not come back in such a long time. And I remember going inside and saying to my older sister, you know, come outside, come outside. And she's like, no, if, if I don't do get this done, you know, dad's gonna, you know, he's gonna beat us, you know. And I was like, you gotta come outside, Fran. You have to come outside. And she came outside and there was my mom. And we got in the car with the clothes on our back and we never looked back. Wow. Oh my God. So we're, you know, this time for someone like myself who, who grew up and, you know, I, I am lucky enough to have this stable environment and, but I'm sure this was happening to kids, you know, I don't even know about, but did you were going to school at this time? Did um, anyone... Barely going to school for me. Barely. Really? Yeah. For me, um, we didn't go to school that often. I don't remember going to school until actually after that. I don't ever remember going to school prior to that. So up until eight years old, when your mom comes, nobody no. ever intervened. So a no. family member never, 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 even if they knew of the abuse, they never they stopped it. it. They, they knew, knew of it. it. They knew of it. They knew about the they sexual knew abuse. They knew physical of abuse. all of it. They knew all of it. Wow. You know. And again, my mother was, you know, I think she was one of mm. six or seven kids um, because they were always going to aunts and uncles. And, um, and you know, I had a cousin reach out to me just recently and um, invited me to come to their house. They live in, in Fort Washington, Maryland. And I said, are you kidding me? Reached mm. out to me through Facebook. I said, um, do you not remember what happened to me as a child? And see, I didn't only get the sexual abuse from my father, but it was cousins too. It was weird. It was just like, it was just crazy. Um, and I reminded him what he did to me. Wow. And that I had not forgotten that. And he had said to me, well, that was boys being boys. I said, no, I was nine. You were 17. Wow. You know, he's married now with kids. And I'm like, he's like, you know, but you know, we just need to forget that. I was like, yeah, you can forget that. I can't, you know. Ugh. How ironic. I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Dr. John Delani Show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Dr. John's podcast because he was doing the topic of are youth travel sports ruining families? Well, Dr. John Delani has over 20 years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delani walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions. And this is actually something that I really enjoy about his show. It's caller driven. 
I feel like I'm going to have to get a caller-driven show, Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delani Show wherever you get your podcast, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delani Podcast. Enjoy. Want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 minutes. Guys, if you are a busy mom like I am, KJ now just started swim lessons. And on the night that he has swim lessons, we're not home until six. I'm trying to make dinner, trying to get him rested and down for bedtime. When I see that number 12, and I know in 12 minutes I can have a healthy meal, I'm turned on. All right? (laughs) You will be too. Hungry Roots website, so easy to use as well. You just go, you can type in a type of cuisine or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, or you're a meat lover. Right now, get 40% off. My listeners are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. Hero Breads. Oh my gosh. Chef's kiss. Do you love carbs? I'm obsessed. Give me a croissant. Give me a tortilla, baby, every day, slathered with some hummus. Yes, please. And then a lot of veggies, a little turkey burger in it. Okay. Um, That's my own proprietary sandwich. Thanks. (laughs) Hero Breads right now offering 10% off. Go to hero.com. Co. Enter the promo code TSFS. You are getting 10% off. Now, Hero Bread is so delicious and flavorful, soft, fluffy. In fact, so fluffy that KJ loves it slathered with butter and cinnamon every day. They're known for their products to have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero sugar, and high in fiber. So what are you waiting for? Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code TSFS at checkout. That's TSFS at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious You Natural Conception for her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavor. Oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. Go and read them for yourself. And they're famous for their Conception for Her and Conception for Him formula, which Schman, my hubby, has been taking for over a month because it takes two to tango. Conception for Her Fertility Aid is a well-researched baby. They have ingredients like ashkawanda, zinc, magnesium that can help you on that journey to have a healthy baby. So what are you waiting for? Go and order now. You're going to love it, and I want to hear from you. Check out You Natural on Amazon and use code FRASER20 for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon, or follow the link on our website for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle with the promo code Frasier 20. That's F R A S E R. The number's two zero. I mean, 
we'll get into this because you've you've obviously had many years to work through this and process many this. Many years to work through this and, <laughs> and a lifetime and, and lots of therapy. And Sophie, let me tell you, I love therapy. Uh, I um, do. So I and I'm not ashamed to say that. Um, and it's okay to have somebody to talk to. And maybe it's not a licensed therapist. Maybe it's that person who you just need to sit down and they just look at you without judgment. They look at you and allow you to purge right. what needs to be purged. And we all need to do that, by the way. I think that it is it is absolutely healthy for our soul. Yeah, it is. It purge. is. It's terrible to carry around. I can't imagine if you hadn't opened up. I, uh, let you me know. tell you, and I didn't open up in the beginning. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you something that, you know, um, well, I haven't shared with many people and I haven't shared on any interviews yet. But, you know, in my early 20s um, and late 20s, I tried to commit suicide several mm. times. I had been hospitalized on several occasions. Um, so I don't want any person to hear this and say, oh, he was a lucky one. No, no. I made some choices, too, that I'm not proud of. You know, I made some choices that I didn't know anything else, Um, whether it was choices that I made to how to put food on my table Mm -hmm. or roof over my head. Sure. Or it was the choice that I didn't want to take the pain any longer and I took more pills than I should. Um, Those were choices that I made. And so, you know, it wasn't always, oh, I woke up and said, oh, I'm, you know, I'm not going to be like them. No, I started down the path like them as well. Yeah. You know, drinking, drinking, drug using, drug using. Obviously, and, I'm sure severely know, depressed, oh, probably uh, very uh, angry. I mean, angry, depressed, oh. you know, hated everyone. How dare anyone even think to get close to me? You know, look what I've been through, you know, gosh. What a waste of years, you know, because it wasn't until it was in my early 30s that, you know, I woke up and I truly believe I woke up, you know, mm. and I, I, what I did was I forgave my parents. Wow. I forgave my parents. Because, you know, the story, even with your mother coming and I'm sure, sh- I'm sure I'm uh, not to put any words in your mouth, but I'm thinking at that time when she came for you and your sisters Maybe there was like a sense of hope for a minute that you're getting away from this extremely abusive environment. Oh, there was such a sense of hope. There was a sense of hope. But then it was to go and meet her new boyfriend. (sighs) And then we moved in with him and they got married. And little did I know, and by the way, I found this out, um, she never divorced her first husband. And she kept marrying these men. um, And he was awful. He was abusive. Another Not abusive man. Not sexually abusive, but physically abusive. And she used to make us call him dad. And, I mean, the first week we met him. Um, and then she got cancer. And um, I remember that changed my whole life. I remember walking into the bedroom, and she had been in a hospital and home, and she, they, she said, look what they did to me, and she undid her nightgown, and she had had both of her breasts removed. Um, and she said, you know, and I'm nine years old. And, Holy God. and she said, um, I have cancer, and, um, 
And it wasn't, it, there was no warmth in our home. There wasn't any love in our home. And um, so it was, a, it was a long year. And my sister ended up getting married at 15 and left the house and left me with my other little, my sister who's a, about five years older than I am. Um, and we were sitting downstairs watching TV. And I'll never forget it. And John, who... I was supposed to call him dad, walked in, and he looked at my sister and I said, your mom just died, um, I'll, make you, I'll make us some dinner. <gasps> and that was it. Oh my God. And you would have been how old? I just was 10 at the time. So. And you're the, you were the baby I was the of baby. the family. I was the baby. And so, wow. what an unbelievable shock to my system. Oh my God. The only stable person that I knew in my life, who by the way wasn't real stable, right. um, had just died. And the way I was told, um, it was devastating. So at that point, he was like, you guys are going to go live with your father. Um, and it, a couple months had gone by, and he brought in home a new girlfriend, and um, hi, this is your new stepmom, and he married her, and she had three boys, teenage boys that came in and they were abusive. One of them sexually abusive to my sister and I. Um, And then he went to go find my dad and he found out that my dad had had a massive heart attack like weeks prior. And um, and he was like, I don't want you. Um, And at that point, my sister had already left home and she was um, 17 or 18 and there was a neighbor woman who um, she knew how bad it was. And she used to um, sneak me down to her house and let me just be with her because uh-huh. I just wanted a mom. And um, she was married and she had, you know, a daughter. And, um, and I just, I didn't ever want to go home. And finally, one day she said to me, because um, the, the abuse had gotten really bad, and she had finally said to me, you don't ever have to go back there. You can stay with us. Wow. And that's how I came in the system. Wow. And, and you, were, you were 10 or 11? How I was old? Ten, about, 11, about 11 years old at the time. Okay. Um, almost 12. And, um, and she called John and said, um, <sighs> we want to keep him. And he said, oh, good. And that was the last time I saw or talked to him. Oh. And um, so I lived with her and her husband. And she ended up having three biological children. Um, and yeah. Yeah, I mean, this, she, the, she loves me. She loved me. She loves me now. Um, and I love my mom. And she's still my mom. But she had a really bad husband mm-hmm. again. Another man in my life that just, he was just awful, awful. And he was the one, when I turned 18, put my trash bag out on the step. So you, so growing up through high school, and I'm mm-hmm. assuming, so the, this family lived in Northern Virginia, yeah, right? Yeah, in Northern Virginia, Manassas. In Manassas. So you move in with them after you found out both of your parents have passed have, away. Yep. Um, they sort of accept you into the home, yeah. but not really. She did. I truly believe my mom loves me unconditionally, and, and we have a very good relationship now. And, and do you call her mom? Yes. Okay, so she yes. is. Okay, got yes, it. Yes, so I call she her mom, really and is, she, and we, her and I have a very, 
we have a close relationship up until recently and it's only because of the stories that are coming out and and i think she feels she's being judged and i say to her all the time i forgave you you know right. from the time i was 18 till i was 22 i didn't see her right. i didn't have you know when they threw me out my life ended with them and it wasn't until i was in my early 20s that i connected back with her and i forgave her and um but i needed her too um she went and she'd left my my um her husband at the time she'd left him and um so you know i needed her as much as she probably needed me at the time because i had younger siblings who i'm very close to now and um, so yeah, so it was you know. So she's going because because your senior year of high school you were homeless. I was homeless. So, so fall of my senior year, nineteen eighty four, October. Wow. You guys, on part two, Rob is going to talk more about how he ended up homeless and what the next steps were in his life. Thanks for listening to In the Mind of Frage. It's all about interviews, experiences, and entrepreneurs. I hope you'll enjoy the next episode of Rob Shear. And you can always email me if you have a guest that you think would be fantastic or an experience or topic I should cover. Love to hear from you. It is Sarah at HeyFrage.com. Bye, guys.